0: Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. Uh, doing the show with uh, Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Take Hello. <clears throat> and this is our uh, penultimate show of the year, uh, so welcome to that. Uh, hope the uh, big winter storm this week. Well, uh, actually, it doesn't seem to be like it's going to be much of anything here in New England. But uh, hope it's not uh, messing up our listeners too much. Uh, any of our listeners down in Texas, I hope uh, you're actually, you know, have electricity and aren't freezing to death. So, you know, um, apparently but if you the
1: wanna- uh, um, Epcot, ECOT, whatever, um, you know, the Epcot Center. ERCOT. Yeah, <laughs> th- yeah, the Epcot Center. Yeah, they, uh, um, they are saying that they will have enough power for everybody this winter, but that <clears> remains <throat> to be seen. Yeah, I
0: mean, they didn't think they had a problem last year. And- yeah,
1: that's so. a good point.
0: You know what? A couple of
1: hundred people died. So yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be running all those rides at the same time. I think they. I think that's a bad choice. I, honestly, well, I would agree. But you're.
0: You're. It's not Epcot, the amusement park. It's ERCOT. You know the uh, kind of the hallucinogenic mold that can get on wheat and some and and ah, uh, barley and it, some got other grains. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, sense. yeah, 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 Ur-cot. and and. Yeah right exactly and the local connection to the uh, that might have been the the source of the the weird ex- experiences people were having that led to the Salem witch trials I mean because you know mm. anything's possible so I thought that uh, was
1: I, just jerks that wanted women's land I mean yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean sure but I mean that you know like people always want money.
2: I don't know. See, um, I thought it was like the gases at the Oracle of Delphi that, that just people went in there and they got a little hallucinogenic with some of the sulfur gases oh, that were in the cave. Yeah, it,
0: it could be, but I don't think there's a volcanic vent in eastern Massachusetts. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I, you know, maybe they there, just though? ate too many beans. So, I don't know.
2: <laughs> is this, is this <laughs> Who knows? Shows strange, strange theories you ever thought of or something? or?
0: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just... Riffin, you know, uh, I feel a little tired and I think genre is too. So we're counting on you was to it, keep us on the straight and narrow, Sue.
2: Was it just, Jesse Ventura that government has yeah. started doing uh, conspiracy theories?
0: Uh, it's
2: an American I don't thing.
0: Could be, brother. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We miss you. We miss you, Stefan. Come back and imitate Jesse Ventura for us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He had a good one, too. He
2: could do it, too, like (laughs) John
0: So, anywho, uh, but uh, we would love to hear from our listeners if they're having any issues with, you know, the weather or their utilities or whatever, and they want to talk about them or they think they might be, uh, you know, have some political resonance. Who knows? Um, And if you want to do that, uh, you can... Try hitting us at Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio. But a better bet is tweeting at CivilPoliticsFM. But the best bet of all is to go to CivilPoliticsRadio.com uh, and look at stuff there or email us, contact at CivilPoliticsRadio.com. So, yeah, um, that's that's all good. Uh, Yeah. So before we uh, get into the holidays, it's time to talk about uh, – uh, you know, our national naughty and nice list, and uh, Congress has just released uh, some evidence that uh, former president Trump should be on the naughty list vis a vis six years of tax returns.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to the shock of no one, uh, he's been doing messed up stuff with his taxes and the IRS, uh was doing messed up stuff with not doing his taxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, look the was, other way. There was a a uh, a good statement from uh Congressman Richie Neal who represents me in my hometown and uh uh just pointing out that uh uh ever since uh, the presidency of Richard Nixon uh the i r s had had a policy of reviewing or of, you know doing at least a cursory audit of the tax returns of the president every year, and that uh that had not happened in uh, the first two years of the trump presidency and uh the first time they did sit down to audit president Trump's tax returns was apparently the day on which the uh the newly democratic controlled house under you know, committee, the Ways and Means Committee under Congressman Neal had sent a subpoena saying, "We want this information that we are legally entitled to get with no questions asked about the president's tax returns." So, what's going on? And apparently, that's yeah. when the IRS started actually doing that.
1: It's so. like a it's like a college student that just realized they had a they had a term paper due the night before. It's like, oh God, I need to get this done. <laughs> Actually,
0: I think it's more like, "Oh crap! I was supposed to hand that in two weeks ago." Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much better, much better analogy. Yes. Hey, man, I learned from too, experience. Too big to audit. Yeah. Too, too complicated. <laughs> they just couldn't. They
2: couldn't handle it. Obama and Clinton theirs were simpler because they were poorer. and his were too much. Never asked for any documentation. Never asked for huge deductions that have no. You know, nothing to go along with it, just number, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's yep. that minus forty five
0: million, and <laughs> well, and I. So uh, the I brought this up because there's two things I, I wanted to mention. The, the, the first is sort of related to that. It, uh, um, <coughs> um, there was uh, several years of, you know, the basically the past four years. The uh. uh uh, the first the Trump White House, and now out of power, there have been continuing efforts in the courts to not release these documents to uh, Congress. And the suits have wended their way through the U.S. justice system uh, with a number of justices appointed by Republicans taking their time and making rulings on these. But um, in the end... Yeah. Uh, Ten days before
2: Congress changes hands, perfect
0: right, but you know in the end the uh the clear text of the law is very simple and very straightforward the uh, uh, House Ways and Means Committee has the authority to request anybody's tax returns um, and the point of that is so that they can pass good legislation covering how you know taxes you know the Congress taxes the 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 population and um You know, the Republican response has always been like, oh, this is just, you know, a a fishing expedition, an attempt to politically embarrass President Trump and so on and so forth. It's, you know, partisan hackery or whatever. And I mean, to be uh, fair. Well, to be fair, I don't (laughs) think there's any doubt that most Democratic politicians genuinely dislike Donald Trump and think he's been a terrible president and so forth. You know, like, I really despise the man myself. I don't want to try and hide that. But, you know, the the point is just because somebody doesn't, you know, just because I don't like someone doesn't mean that my criticisms of them aren't valid, you know? Like, I also dislike Adolf Hitler. And if I say, like, oh, he's a genocidal monster, it's not like, well, yeah, but Mike doesn't like Hitler. It's like, We're
1: yeah, all well. ready to Godwin, man. Come on. You, you're better than this.
0: I, I'm... <laughs> Godwin is when I say the other people are Nazis. I'm not saying that. My <laughs> no, point uh, was just.
1: Never mind. Well, I mean, no, no, no. Godwin's trying- law,
0: you're, you're, you're misattributing Godwin's law, is what I'm saying. Because the, the yeah. point is like, you know, yeah, uh, as an extreme example, you know, if that logic were true, my comments about him would be just as invalid. Um, and liking someone doesn't mean that, uh, you know, because I have nice things to say, doesn't mean they don't have a basis, in fact
1: but my no. my point what what i was saying earlier like to be fair is that if this if if he was a president that um everybody liked then this this had a th- there was a less chance there was less of a chance of this of uh of like this whole thing happening well sure um it was I kind suppose- of par- i'm not going to say it's not partisan at all it's oh, true no. And it's, it's, it's valid, but, you know, we have to, we have to call a spade a spade here, you know, like, let's be honest. Oh yeah. No, that, that, you know, they weren't inspired to do this because like, man, I really don't like
0: this guy, you know, and Trump's uh, reputation as a, as a sharp operator and shady businessman is, you know, is 50 years old at this point. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it wasn't a crazy place to go and look. But, um, you know, it's it's not a partisan witch hunt because they are absolutely looking into something that's actually real and there. And uh, as the press release from uh, Congressman Neal's office uh, spells out, it actually exposes some legitimate problems with the U.S. tax code and uh, that Congress should pass legislation to fix. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's entirely valid. And related anything- to th- –
1: Sorry,
2: so well, I was going to say it, it. I I totally agree. It should have happened. It should have happened right away. There shouldn't have been this mm-hmm. delay, so Congress really could look at it and not be forced into this, you know, deadline stuff before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I I think, and we talked about this before we went on the air. I just don't think they should be made public. I think Congress has a legitimate right. They should have gotten it right away, and they should be able to look at it and figure out how cheaters cheat, and you know, Trump's main you know, clearly a charlatan and a con artist. So I think that's good. But I just don't think they should be made public. I, I... I think that belongs within the government. Because I don't – I just don't think people's tax returns should be made public. I think they are private document for a million reasons. And I know you're saying they're going to redact a Social Security number and stuff. But it's just – Maybe I'm old fashioned. It's sort of like us wasps don't talk about how much money we make. It's it's like a I guess it's more of a cultural thing. But I just I think Congress, yes, public no. That's my opinion. I
0: think I and think the IRS tax returns. Of, I, I think well, yes, that. I think the public uh, I think the public disclosure of tax returns of people holding important public office like president and vice president I think, but I think that we should change the statute so the, those just are automatically public documents. Uh, just cause you know, like the president has a lot of power, and so making it hard for the president to line their pockets in office by just publicly releasing all their tax info, I think is is totally valid and. uh you know, I I, I think you know, I could see the argument saying like, well, the president's spouse shouldn't be forced to release and the president's family shouldn't be forced to release. Like, okay, sure. Um, but then- but what if they're uh, getting money
2: from a foreign government? Like you said, he had debt from some international debt right, or something what, that he subtracted. Well,
0: uh, that was the sort of the second point, uh, bringing up uh, issues that need to be addressed. One of the complaints about President Trump- uh, throughout his presidency, and there were three or four lawsuits filed trying to get at this, were violations of the emoluments clauses of the Constitution, forbidding um, presidents to receive gifts from foreign nations. Uh, you know, and, and you know, emolument, any kind of reward or something with a cash value, and just one thing that that popped up. Uh, I noticed uh, they mentioned in the again in Congressman Neal's press release about what they found, uh, was that in 2018, President Trump claimed $1 million as a foreign tax credit. So if I'm understanding things correctly, that means he didn't pay a million dollars in taxes in the US because he paid a million dollars elsewhere. So on the one hand, sure, he's he's paying out a million dollars to a foreign country. But on the other hand, he's getting a million dollars in benefit here in the U.S., and you know, if he, if he was gonna be, if he owes taxes overseas, and he owes taxes here, and he gets out of paying gets out of paying them here because he paid them over there, that is definitely a significant million dollar benefit he got from being taxed by an overseas, you know, by a foreign country. Um, and I'm not suggesting he that. Did. Right, and I'm not suggesting that you know uh, uh, President Trump or any U.S. president or official should you know you know skip uh, you know do tax evasion or tax fraud or whatever in other countries if they have legitimate businesses there that require them to pay taxes. You know, like I I just don't think tax fraud is a good thing, but specifically uh, in this case. it's a benefit that he's getting out of his foreign business, and you know, tax the the foreign governments certainly have control over how they how they levy their taxes and whatever. So the, I can easily see it having been fiddled in such a way that he winds up not actually it not actually costing him a million dollars in taxes overseas, or that being you know, a sweetheart deal in some other way, which again is, Wait, that's what paid no- one of the things emoluments are about, you know, it's like, don't get better financial arrangements uh, that benefit you from being president. So anyway, sorry, you were saying? So
2: that's, um, I was going to say that's article one, section six, for people who want to read the emoluments clause. It's oh, yes. The same part that says you Thank can't you. get a title from another country and all that. Um, but he paid no taxes for... Like he paid seven hundred dollars one year during this period. So how year and, and no Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a huge started when they first back six years, he had a huge, huge write off. They carried yeah. forward for like three years. Undocumented. Yeah. So And yeah, the I IRS think, really dropped yeah.
0: the ball. Also, um and sorry, I just remembered something I wanted to to mention as well. Uh just related to your point about like Public disclosure or whatever. Um, I haven't seen anyone do a, a careful breakdown or comparison yet. But if you recall, back in 2020, uh, about a month before the election, the New York Times claimed they'd gotten his tax returns for the past few years uh, to that point and released them and whatnot. So I'd be interested to see if, how close, you know, if the documents they got were actually true copies of the tax return or if they were summaries or incorrect or if they've been altered in some way. So yeah, hopefully
2: they're doing a comparison and will will tell us. I uh, would imagine that would uh, be
0: a useful thing for somebody at the New York Times would do. So yeah. Though so, another thing that I'm annoyed about this week cuz you know, I'm a cranky left winger and of course the you know, yeah. the powers that be are trying to screw over the the little guy in this country and yada, yada, you know, like stuff I really should shut up about, but I'm not going to, um, <laughs> which is just – I was really struck by how um, uh, the New York Times published a, a, a piece this week about a newly elected, uh, yet to take office, Congressman Santos from – somewhere in long island a uh, a republican congressman who's uh uh beat the democratic incumbent and in i think it was the new york 18th district i don't remember exactly but um anyway uh mr santos apparently lied extensively about his personal history and you know like things he'd offered up as qualifications for the job and among other things uh said things like uh that he'd had uh, people who worked for him killed in the Pulse nightclub massacre
1: a few years ago in Florida. Wait, and wait, no, no, he he so he was saying his employees. So he was claiming some of his employees were killed at Pulse. Right. He didn't that have mu- them killed, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the grammatically, your sentence you was like me. a little. Oh, that. my apologies. <laughs> I was like, he, no, I, he I, didn't I have that. them murdered. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Put
2: the comma in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just want to make sure that everybody
0: knew. <laughs> well, since the point is he made a public statement that people who worked for him had been killed at the at the nightclub and the Times can't find any evidence of that. That's, that's. oh, you know, he said this thing, but it doesn't seem to be true. It would be interesting if he'd said, yeah, and then a few years ago I had a couple of my employees rubbed out at this nightclub in this terrible <laughs> massacre. And would be like, yeah, like. That would be, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, sorry. Uh, the Pulse nightclub continues to be just like a true tragedy. I don't want to make light of it, but you know, yeah. I don't think that. Uh, sorry if I misgave that impression, but I'm pretty sure Mr. Santos didn't say that. Um, but and anyway, who the whole reason how, could, how can yeah, well, we be
1: sure the New York
0: Times didn't check?
1: Well, exactly.
0: And and that I'm just, you know, it's 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 absolutely a question uh, to me of how could you not cover this? How could you not get this information out there? Well,
2: um, college was and, a lie. His grandparents, his fact that he's Not gay. fleeing the
0: Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, really. Anyway, wait, he lied about he being
0: just, gay or he lied that he wasn't?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, they're saying that he um, he just divorced his wife like three days before he started working for office. Okay. So, you I, know, he's been well, uh, none of the three of us give the slightest least,
0: crap about whether or not he's married, when he got a divorce or if he's gay, you know. But, you know, it's certainly it's
2: like nothing adds nothing adds up the guys talking about Right.
0: But but uh, you know, people misrepresenting themselves to the public when they're seeking public office, I mean, is a thing, you know, like if like I'm not gay. If I were to run for some reason, I was running for office, and I tried to make a big thing out of make hay out of saying I was gay or something. That would be bad, you know. Because you're in
2: San Francisco, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Misappropriation.
0: Sure. Right. Uh, exactly. Okay. Just you know. Uh, yeah. I, I just. It, it's better to be honest about who you are and what you stand for, regardless. So um, I just the New York Times. You know, it's the New York Times. They have billions of dollars in assets you know they 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 have a huge budget they have a huge reporting staff and you know long island is their backyard so i think it's really bad that they couldn't come out come up with this stuff or at least enough of this stuff to to make a start on reporting on it before the election you know and maybe the voters would have picked mr santos anyways you know i don't know but it certainly is worth noting to the public that um, uh, a candidate has told lies about their background. And, you know, Sue, you actually, when I mentioned I wanted to talk about this before the show, you pointed out, like, how the Times certainly went to a lot of trouble to cover Herschel Walker.
2: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you know, stories. Yep. Right. Or Trump or, yep. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. Or Joe Biden, who, again, Is there a local let's paper, not forget. Do you
2: know, I don't, I don't know if there's a local paper, but boy, that speaks to In having Delaware? local papers that... <laughs> Well, there must Long Island.
0: Well, I think there is. I think it's called Newsday. But also, like the New York Times, I think fairly could be said to be the a local paper in New York.
2: You know, they certainly cover the entertainment news in New York and what's on Broadway, right. and that's true. Yep. Right, Books. and and you know, yeah.
0: nowhere on Long Island is more than an hour's drive from Manhattan. You know, from New York City. And you know, if you want to get, get drive onto Long Island, you know, you drive through New York City. So, um,
2: but yeah, no, and well, that, I, that's on a fair all point. all the press for not yeah. or the or the local TV. Nobody, nobody got any of this. It's all that's, fabricated.
0: That, that that is true. Uh, so all of them deserve a, a, a demerit. Um, and for that matter, what's up with the, whoever the Democrat was running against, Mister Santos, like? dude, did, did you not do, you know, opposition research, opposition? you know, like it's, it's, you Didn't know, you want like there's, <laughs> right. I mean, there's, there's stuff that's like, dude, that's crappy. That's sleazy. Don't bring it up. But I mean, you know, looking into like, who is my opponent? What's his track record? You know, if it turns out like, you know, you know, had a job in college murdering puppies, it's like, uh, okay, let's, let's bring that up. Cause that's actually concerning or whatever, you know, like, Uh, you know, uh, internship that, you know, with the communist party, you know, in 1982 would be like, uh, wait a minute, what?
2: (laughs) Well, look at the sheriff's race here. They certainly went after each other with, you know, details of things and proven, you know, and counterpoint and, you know, rebuttal. I mean, that's part of the process. I wonder if they didn't have any debates either. You know, it's sort of, I mean, nobody was following the race. So, no, you know, yeah. nobody in Massachusetts was following it. So I mean, I yeah, I was well, paying a, a little
0: bit of attention because there were a number of races that were close in, in, uh, around the country that I actually, I sent like some money around. So I, I sent a hundred bucks to a few candidates, yeah, a few democratic candidates. Cause I'm like, well, you know, we want to keep the house or whatever, you know? So I, I, I made some yeah. donations, but yeah, I didn't like do detailed research, certainly about the people i wasn't planning to contribute to you know <laughs>
1: so yeah. um the uh Zimmer, it was uh richard robert zimmerman that mm-hmm. uh went against santos they did have a debate which apparently was pretty contentious it's one of the one of the ones mm-hmm. i didn't watch um and he did yeah i i don't know what Zimmer, zimmerman was up to here What what's going on man come on do yeah. your due diligence If you really want to win, then you got to you got to dig into someone's past because that's who they say they are. (laughs) Yep. Well, that's just how it is now, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and and again, there are legitimate things to bring up, you know, running against Donald Trump, bringing up his history of like, look at all these shady business deals he was involved in. And he and his father got, you know, sanctioned by the housing and urban development for, you know, racially excluding black tenants from their apartments yeah. and, you know, that's legit. Just like – and, you know, trying to be, you know, bare and balanced here, uh, bringing up the fact that Joe yeah. Biden seems to have this habit of telling freaking lies, you know, about <laughs> his <laughs> personal history and accomplishments. It's like, yeah, that was one reason why I really didn't want him to become the Democratic nominee, you know? Like, you know – Dude, that's a great stump speech. Of course, it belongs to former British labor politician, Neil, Neil Kinnock. That's his <laughs> personal background. But yeah, go on. It's a good story. You know, I, I mean, do. Do um, you remember um, uh, that? That was just nuts.
1: I do, do want to bring up like
0: this man president.
1: Uh, I do want to bring up that um, it's not that he claimed he was gay, but he was married to a woman. He said he's been openly gay for a decade and that he was married to a man. Uh, and then there was a divorce filed, like possibly by him, most likely by him, in, like just before he started running. So it's not just like because there are many gay people that are married to to the opposite sex, they, yep. for whatever reason. Um, My ex-wife was one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the kids. So, for whatever yeah. reason, you know. For the kids. Yeah. yeah, for the like if they or they just like the person, they just want the tax benefit, you know, like whatever. Um, <laughs> but um. Those yeah, tax he, benefits are pretty sweet, let me it, tell you. Oh, health insurance. Yeah, health insurance. Yeah, that's why I got married. Actually, yep.
0: well, <laughs> and and actually I stayed married to Michelle for like an extra two or three years for the health insurance. Cause so I was like, please, I need it. And she's like, Yeah, I'm not I'm not in a rush to get married, so remarried. So yeah, okay. So yeah,
1: thank you, Michelle. You yep. were great. So, Appreciate it. Yeah. But he, <laughs> it was more the that he said he was openly gay and with a with a guy. And then he's then there is this divorce and everybody's like, What the hell's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. What what yeah, is happening?" Yeah, he's clearly
2: there? got a pathological um I forget what that's called. Anyway.
1: But well, he areas, hangs out with Donald lives, Trump. So that's uh, that's not a really a shocker.
2: Confabulator. That's what I wanted to call yeah. him. A confabulator. Oh. Where they the stories are in and of themselves because it's not like they're misleading people. They just confabulate. They're just they can't help it. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. they just, yeah, it's, it's, although obviously he got elected, so he told the right, the right lies. But yeah, where, where is the press? Well, that's how
1: you get, yeah, uh, he was very it now. So, yeah.
0: Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Oh, Man. my goodness. Where is,
1: where, we're where's at the, the halfway betting? point
0: of the show already. Yes. Well, that's a question we, could, we can always pick it up in the second half, where's the vetting? But for now, we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And uh, we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So please don't go away. We will be right back.
1: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth stay home when you are sick, cover your cough or sneeze, clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive.
0: Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM,
2: or at evidencebasedarrata.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio.
0: And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP one hundred three point three FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, doing the show tonight are Sue Timberlake, John Roberts, and me, Michael Dow. And I was thinking, uh, guys, what do you think about the uh, proposal uh, from within the Democratic Party to change around the primary schedule? Good. Uh, specifically to change her up the order in which we do them in, our, in good. the Democratic Party. Yeah, I I, good with, I I like it too. With one exception. Good with sure. one
2: exception. <clears throat> okay. So Obama really had to get Iowa. That's where he kind of, you know, he was running against somebody with a lot of money, Clinton, mm-hmm. in the Democratic primary. And he got a foothold there. He was able to do it on short money and with a lot of um people power a lot and of uh, work. small donations. Yeah. And I do think- Just like Jimmy Carter did in, in
0: 1975.
2: Yep. Came out of sort of nowhere unknown and they could build. I think there is a role, not for caucus, because I think Biden's getting rid of all the caucuses too. That's at least what the proposal is. And Thank we've God. all talked about the problem with caucuses. Um, but that ability to To We were talking about vetting when we broke for the halftime here, but um, vetting a candidate who doesn't have a lot of money and getting people to really, you know, check their resume and if it matches and who they are and take the measure of the man and all that stuff. I think that's an important role. And I do think New Hampshire has done that, at least in the past. Um, We could probably do it in
1: another state but I do think that's a piece that's important and I don't know how to capture that. Exactly. I mean, retail politics is incredibly important. I think, um, yeah. especially for a little known candidate. Like there were, there are candidates like, I mean, Yang or something, you know, like he, he's coming out yep. of nowhere and he doesn't have a lot of money, but if he makes a good showing in, in a couple of the early States, then he can get some more money and more, more support. Um, I think it, the thing is that New Hampshire does not have the uh, monopoly on being able to vet candidates like um, the overhaul calls for I'm reading off a NBC News um, article. The overhaul calls for South Carolina to hold its primary First. on February yep. 3rd, followed by Nevada and New Hampshire on February 6th, and Georgia would hold its primary on February 13th, with Michigan rounding out um, early voting on February 27th. So, having I think I do, uh, and Mike, you mentioned um, having like a like a block of states, um, like for for different um, voting times. I think uh, while we were on break, is that- uh, I,
0: yes. <laughs> well, I, I just I I I think there is, I think there is a, a, a actual logic, a, a a sensible reason to say like let's not just have like. National primary all on the same one day, you know. Like we could just we could just say like you know June twenty or whatever close Tuesday is closest to that is national primary day, and we have presidential primaries in every state around the country. Like we could do that, but then no candidate the,
2: could do it. Yeah, the money is like impossible. Uh, well,
0: to do candidates that. who have like a lot of money and or name recognition. Uh, would have a shot, yeah. but nobody else would. And, you know, that's part of like the – the that would turn it into the kind of um, not exactly – I mean it, all elections are arguably popularity contests, but that would turn it into the kind of uh, fame contest. That's part of how we got Donald Trump because, mm-hmm. I mean, Donald Trump in 2015 – um was a really famous person running against a whole lot of politicians. And, you know, people are like, who is this guy? You know, like, 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 you know, they're like, oh, I know who Donald Trump is. They have thoughts, good or bad about him. But but they, right. Well, they, they may love him. They may loathe him, but they know who the heck he is. You know, like you ask most Americans, who's Ted Cruz? Who's Jeb Bush? Who's Chris Christie? And they're like, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, certainly they, well, they might go, oh, wait, no, I've seen that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, something or other. But, you know, like,
2: look he's our, not. Arnold Schwarzenegger to... in California. He won the same way. Same you know, principle. Like 30, 30 candidates and he had name recognition. So he got, what, 20 percent? Right. And he wasn't and, a and bad that governor, but he could have been. Yeah. He could have been a terrible right. governor. I,
0: right. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm exactly. So. I don't think we want to do that, but I do think the idea of like, let's have a, let's have a tranche of like, I don't know, three to five states uh, popping around the country in uh quick, you know, if not on the same day, then in quick su- succession, you know? So yeah, so I, I don't have a problem with the idea of New Hampshire being one of those early states where it's like, how'd you do in New Hampshire making a big deal, you know? But yep. South Carolina, I think is also a good choice. And I think especially when sense. considering- yep. Well, when considering the electing, you know, picking out a candidate for the Democratic Party, uh, I think to some extent looking at like, who are we, you know, who are our voters? So like, who are the people, who's our base? Who do we, you know, rely upon to turn out for us, you Mm -hmm. know? And so to say like, hey guys, what do you think about these people? And seeing where the party seems to be coalescing around is a good idea. Um I mean obviously in general elections what we want is for someone to have broader appeal and to appeal to some outside of you know the small sort of you know in-group or uh uh you know the particular clannish interests of you know whoever like the 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 democratic party faithful are. Um uh you know i think that's totally fair <clears throat> but the um the thing that that strikes me is um the democratic party uh, you know doesn't win the the majority of of white voters and ha- you know hasn't for the presidency in oof, something like since carter was president you know i don't think since 1980 um and so having South Carolina, which has a, a – you know, especially in the Democratic primary has a large African-American vote, I think is an important part of the vetting process. And I think – you know, that's that's arguably his strong showing in South Carolina is why – Joe Biden became the Democratic nominee, like following that, a bunch of Democratic candidates who were sort of running to be like the the sensible moderate against him all stepped out and, and threw their support behind him. Anointed uh, him, yes. Yeah. And, okay. you know, uh, uh, given how close the election of 2020 was, uh, I think the- uh predominantly African American voters who voted in that primary uh were absolutely one hundred percent correct to pick uh someone like Joe Biden to run against Donald Trump because, you know, someone like, I don't know, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, I don't think they would have won. And uh I think four years of Trump pres if Donald Trump was president right now, among other things, I think I think the Russians would would have conquered Ukraine. So
1: no i yeah i would i don't know if 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 that's true um but uh just going back to um like the starting states, I think that having a rotating starting state would be good, but having a single oh, I can see that a single state that starts off because when when running like the, the presidential elections you really want to have like a focus like the candidates go yeah. here they want to talk to people here and if the like and the the fact that it's in a uh, a more racially balanced state let's say like it's a state with more sure. brown people right so yeah. that means the people running have to talk to Like the the black voters, which means they will start promising different things initially and like just right off the bat, which will force them to start paying attention to those to those voters or at least speaking like kind of at them you know if you start off with yeah i mean to them is better but at will do it's gonna be at you know it's gonna be at they're gonna be yeah so but starting off with iowa and new hampshire that means you are going to be talking at um rural rural um voter white voters and they have a lot like the, the, the people that live there have a lot of experience, especially like long-term residents. A lot residents. of Protestants. Yeah, have a lot yep. of experience talking to candidates and and all the all the news um agencies have like you know rented rooms that they keep all, all the time or something, you know, like they yeah. they have a whole thing. Um. there's a there's that one diner that everybody goes to but if you if you shake it up that means the candidates have to talk to different people and yeah putting the yep. the 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 lily white states off the 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 pedestal <laughs> is is definitely going to be a benefit um so I really I do agree. hope that they that they do this. And I really hope that they do it with like one or two states to begin with and then start ramping up, like having a few states grouped up and then going to Super Tuesday because I think Super Tuesday is important just because it just cuts everything yeah. off. Like, okay. Yeah, we, besides we've, the race. Yeah, yeah, we've met everybody. We've we've talked to you for a few months. We're gonna we're gonna cut the weed from the chaff here and there's going to there probably will be a couple of you left but it's not going to be like 15 get out you know Can't yeah no story, i i agree
0: huh? i i think uh i think that makes sense you know having like the you know all the big states go uh like in the uh after a few sort of early contests i think you're right i think that does make sense yeah and i think i i think also uh Part of the reason why i'm actually a member of the Democratic Party, despite how it's not actually perfect um, what? is yeah, sorry no I hate to break that to people um, but part of the reason why i'm I'm actually you know in the Democratic party is that uh the Democratic party in uh, a fumbling and stumbling sort of way, nevertheless definitely has a commitment to the idea that, you know, we have to be anti-racist and part of being anti-racist means we have to embrace, uh, uh, the interests of people who aren't pasty faced like me, you know, that, that we listen to, uh, Uh, non-white voters and their interests and that we, you know, consider uh, what they want and having an early primary where, you know, especially in South Carolina, black voters are going to have like a lot to say about who's going to win that state's primary and thus who's going to make it out with that early boost, Uh, you know, is something we have to do. uh, Just You know, if we care about what we actually say we care about, then we absolutely have to take the temperature of uh, black voters in the South and uh, getting, uh, you know, having South Carolina as the first primary is certainly a step towards doing
2: that.
1: I think there's there's more to be done, but, you know, yeah. The Democratic Party- uh, is then? uh wait, one second like i will say that dem- sure. the democratic party um is ostensibly anti-racist um personally yeah. it, it's it's it like they they have more members that are anti-racist than the than other parties i will say that um yeah i don't think mm-hmm. as a party they are anti-racist i think as a party okay they sure. are um just not racist there's a like they they don't they like there is a pushback against racism but it doesn't seem like that is the major focus of the of the party especially when you look at how they spend spend their money and time like what what voters they are they talk about trying to to get you know if they're anti-racist then there would be much more uh engagement with with the black the brown communities um then and there wouldn't be a lot of talk about like oh we need to get the the centrist white voter to to switch sides or something like that i did like i just want to push back on that a little bit but they it is better than nothing i, I, to- I yeah <laughs> So what don't were you don't anything you just said.
2: Good. So, so three quick things. One is um, the cost of the media market is another piece of this. The you know the media mm, market yeah. cheap in New Hampshire and Iowa. Um, so well, I think they get more expensive
0: t- for the uh, for the elections. But yeah, like New Hampshire isn't isn't doesn't have like a ton of people. So yeah, it's probably right. cheaper so than South so Carolina Canada. is yeah. very
2: yeah. very expensive. But um, so this is on a little bit different take on this. So. I think your answers will depend on whether it's an open or closed primary. But do you think? Well, first of all, South Carolina is very interesting because it produced both Nikki Haley and Stephen Colbert, so it can't be all bad, yep. right? It's, you know, it's <laughs> right. pretty yeah, yeah. sophisticated. It's a Just it's a it, very it's become,
1: diverse state politically. Um, yeah, especially one, with the, in a like a rally them. and it's rally North Carolina or South Carolina? I forget.
0: Raleigh, Durham, I believe, is in North Carolina.
1: All right, so like there, South Carolina, yeah. So is like there? Charleston and and a couple other like more populated yep. areas that they're they're very very yep. blue, especially now. And but, it's also, um, and yeah.
2: it's also old South. But so, looking at all the states, open and closed primaries will change your answer. But do you think the Republicans and Democrats have to have the primaries on the same day? Because where do unenrolled people go if they're you know, if it's an open primary, they could vote in either race, but the Republicans sometimes has have primaries on different days or caucuses on different days than the Democrats. And if, if you're really going to do this right, I assume you'd want to have the primaries on the same day so that someone could go in and, you know, independent, unenrolled and take, take a ballot. You know, like what if Depends upon who you're going to vote for as an unenrolled person, but it makes it really hard if the primaries are on different
1: days. So, uh, you know, South if a Carolina primary, is an open matter. primary, by the way. Yep. So, so if the
2: Republicans don't, don't move – if we don't move our primary, which we're talking about not doing, it does make it tough for the unenrolled folks. Mm. See – you know
0: cuz right and by open primary we uh, were you mean not like the primaries in California say we're just Every candidates all on the same ballot, and the top two will go Actually, on to would, the final election. That would, right, but I mean that that's, that's an open primary, and you can have like two Democrats running against each other if they're the top two vote getters in the primary.
2: Yeah, I don't mean that. Open open yeah. primary is where you go in the day, and even if you're not a Democrat, you can pull a Democratic ballot and then return your party to unenrolled. Right. Open is yeah. that you can ch- change your party the day of the of the primary, or the or the race. So, so yeah, oh, that, I, that's great in California. That's very unusual, but yeah, it, so yeah, that really makes it better. I, I'm
0: so I'm spitballing here, and we only have a few minutes left. So think quickly to to straighten me out if I'm wildly wrong, <laughs> which I might be. Okay, um, but just I'm just thinking. Okay, so like, here's the thing: um, if you win a primary, you. Are you win the right to be on the ballot in the general election, and it's the general election that actually picks someone to serve in some com kind of public office so true uh, you get so far so the primary you know doesn't in the end matter that i mean it, it's important, but it doesn't actually like convey you know it doesn't put somebody in power, it doesn't give somebody a salary or anything like that. So what would be so bad if the Democrats have their primary on, I don't know, you know, uh, uh, March 1st, and then the Republicans have theirs on March 21st, and an unenrolled voter were to walk in and vote in the Democratic primary for the candidate they like best, and then vote in the Republican primary for the Republican candidate they like best? I mean, if anything, the point it is, is they're, they're, the Republicans and the yeah. Democrats, each party is trying to get a sense of who do the voters actually like. And so be like, well, of the five Democrats running, I prefer Joe. So I'm going to vote for Joe. Damn. And of the three Republicans, I like Steve. So I'm going to vote for Steve. And if that means it's Joe versus Steve in the general election, well, it just means that the person who's going to be voting... You know, the actual voter has a tougher choice, but two candidates they're more excited about. I don't, I mean, yeah, why, I don't why don't we want that? Do that.
2: Well, I, it's, well it's not what I we do, but I'm just that. saying,
0: why, yeah. why, why couldn't we? Yeah, why would Sue, that be an actually votes. bad idea? Sue, why
1: don't you take this <laughs> Cause
2: one? It gives you, well, I was going to say, it gives, you, it gives you two votes for the same seat because you're basically nominating who you want to be running. So it gives you sort of two votes, which is interesting. And could the unenrolled go into both both parties? I guess so. But but the real the real problem with it is that a lot of people don't pay attention to politics. And you no. know how you were saying before, you know people turn out for the presidential, but they often miss the other ones. It, uh-huh. It's because you know it's sometimes hard to vote, and people don't realize. Who, who, what, where, and when, and how? And so, having it all in the same day means you get more people who are, you know, sort of casual, casual voters. So I think yeah. you, when you start to split them, you lose the momentum and the advertisement that there's actually an election today. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough one. But like I said, I, the Republicans are certainly not to move their primaries to match. So, uh, but it's, so but that's so interesting. You could vote so what twice. you're suggesting vote is every that there, party. yeah, well, what you're
0: suggesting is there are sensible reasons to have the primaries all on the same day and to will allow someone to only vote in one party's primary on, uh, you know, in the race in the run up to the general election for a particular public office, and that's that makes sense, and that's certainly how we've been doing it, and what you say makes the sense.
2: Control issue, yeah, interesting. But though.
0: but, but it, I'm but I'm just <laughs> thinking like, is there some like. You know, beyond all the beyond those sensible concerns, is there some like logical or moral or you know, or you know, it should be illegal because of blah. You know, it's like it's illegal to you know steal somebody's car. That's why it's stealing. It's like okay, yeah, you know, but you know, it's it's illegal. It'd be illegal for me to yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be illegal for me to vote twice in the general election. And, you know, so or I in don't a, want to, in
2: a, but- you Or know. in a primary that day, they have you on the voter list one time and you have to pick, you know, the Green Party right. or the- Right. Yeah. So, the but, in, but, independent But I'm just party. like,
0: what, would it be so bad if I was like, well, yes, I'm a Democrat, but, you know, if you're going to ask, sure, I, I I would prefer this Republican to that Republican. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Go well, ahead, John. I'm Uh There are a few things here. Wish, um. What were you going to say, Sue? We only have a little bit. I'm left, just going
2: to. I was just going to say some people game it now, and when they don't care because Hillary's going to win in Massachusetts, they go in the Republican and and vote somebody they know that couldn't win. I mean, there is some gaming that goes on. Yeah, when i allow that. that. So heck, I did you know? that
0: in 1996. So yeah, I get that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. there there are a few there are a few concerns um, with with that one logistics. Um, Having yep. having the primaries on this on the same day is much it doesn't cost as much, especially like when the states are paying for it. Because then you don't have to have two set like two days where you have poll workers and you have um renting out spaces and you have to have the the machines and everything like that. One day totally fair everybody everybody two votes the same day. The, yep. Um the second thing is the if you have unenrolled voters able to vote in two primaries that means everybody should be able to vote in two primaries yep that defeats the point of a primary because the primary is for people to 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 say i want this person to be in the to be leader of this party because the party isn't a political like it's a it's not like an official political affiliation it's a club so Well, if I mean, it is an official political party, but it's not an it's not a public job, yeah, yeah. I'm saying yeah. like the, yeah. it's it's a club. that's what it is. it's yep. a it's yep. a club with a lot of power. so if you if you want to and that that's the thing like if you want to choose to support x club, then you vote for that candidate. And the thing is that when you have primaries like that, when you have when you force people to say, I'm going to support this. I'm going to support that. Then you also get metrics on how people will vote and how many people are are Democrats or Republicans in the state. There's a lot more information that you can get just from the primary, just from just from primary voting. Yeah, um, that's true. And so, like, but, but honestly, like the biggest thing is logistics. That would be a that would be a cluster. That would be an that would be in, a show no, it would be all over the city. place there would be no way to tell like who voted for what and everything like that there would just it would and this would be it would turn into the the fame thing that you were talking about before i mm, think okay. uh, you you wouldn't really have a good sense of who wanted to uh support this person in this club because not only are you supporting that person you are voting in that club too because you support their ideals or their policies or anything like that so um it's a terrible idea (laughs) thank you i
2: like california though the top vote getters no matter so which party they, yeah, they go that on that I'm yeah. okay with
1: yeah I guess I mean yeah, like yeah. you know ranked voting more is much, the, much possible well,
2: you know they should do rank choice voting and, and make it like the, the, the top four
1: or five
0: but yeah so yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah yep yeah. yep yeah. mm-hmm.
0: anyway so, uh, I hear the music uh, so I think we're gonna wrap it up here uh, hey John Rossou thanks it's always great doing the show with you I hope you guys have happy holidays
1: uh, yeah. to our listeners as happy, well Merry Christmas yeah yeah and uh, happy birthday to my grandma. She just turned 100 a few days wow. ago. I,
0: I will the tell a short then. story
1: uh, that my my aunt would be on the phone with like doctors or something with, with her. And they would ask, okay, what's your what's your birthday? It's, it's like, okay, blah, blah, blah um 22. And they're like, no, dear, not the year. Not this year. Your birthday. She's like, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I'm with you. 19- <laughs> December
0: 1922.
2: 2022. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, wrong century. <laughs> I, hope,
0: I, hope, I hope the next century goes really well for her. So um, anyway,
2: that's going to do it for Civil good Politics. Teams.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10, OK Asia at Midnight. We've got a podcast version of the show going out tomorrow morning and a repeat broadcast Monday at four in the afternoon. So listen all over again. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.